Hello and welcome to the Peace and Love Amplifiers podcast. I'm so happy you're here. In these episodes, we will dive deep into the idea of peace. What is it? Is it even attainable? Everyone wants it. So how can we make it manifest? Along with my own experiences, you will also hear uplifting stories from inspirational people who are building peace in their own lives and the world around them. We are on the threshold of a new society, looking at where science meets spirituality. And these stories are a call to action to help overcome division and build a better society for all concerned. Join me on this thought-provoking journey to explore ways we can all amplify peace and love. Okay, well, here we are on another episode of the Peace and Love Amplifiers podcast. And today, my guest is a new friend that we're in a lot of the same groups together. We're both heart math coaches, and she is in Ireland, which is a country that I've always wanted to go to. She is a heart math coach and trainer. She's been in the healthcare field for over three decades. And she has been uh, on the front lines of uh, the COVID response in the UK. And her bio here on LinkedIn is is just amazing. She's passionate about helping people achieve well-being. And she offers coaching that can suit anyone, not only uh, individuals, but families and small groups. And she loves to provide long-term well-being, emotional regulation, performance, and resilience results to her clients. She combines her knowledge as a HeartMath certified clinician, a medical professional, a life coach, and a clinical hypnotherapist with a catalog of tried and tested HeartMath tools and technology using biofeedback devices that helps her clients achieve results and reach their ultimate goals with increased resilience and performance. There you go. Lane, thank you so much for being here with me today and say hello to everyone. Hello. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. May I just say that I'm actually in Ireland, not the UK. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. It's all right. Just so you know. And also, I'm actually not a heart math trainer and coach. I'm a heart math clinic, clinician, which is like a practitioner. Okay. I'm a life coach. And nice. I'm a wonderful trainer actually I, I became a wellness trainer in India so that's something else yeah mm. okay but yeah. I'm absolutely delighted to be here and I'm ready to have this beautiful conversation with you to let it flow and so that hopefully people will get from it what they need right now in this world mm. because there's always synchronicity in these times synchronicity happens people hear the right things when they need to yeah I yeah. firmly believe that and so so you've been in the healthcare field for 30 years and, or for over uh, 30 years. Yeah. Yes. And so what drew you to learning the heart math tools? And I mean, I'd love to find out how people get into, into heart math. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll start with my experiences, what I witnessed as a witness. Like I, I really, I was really put in so many different situations in the healthcare setting and like it got me so curious 
into like first of all like the mind body connection because mm. I could see some people getting better for so no logical reason whereas other people maybe didn't get better as quickly and so I, I studied the mind body connection that's why I became a life coach and I was coaching certain people then too and I found, along that journey I found okay you know people are trying to find out who they really are and I in my at the same time I was learning this through that my own process as well from everything that I've learned all the tools that I've taken on board as part of who I've become in expressing who I really am so now I want to help other people to express you know their authentic self it's really this power is in all of us this potential to live our life full out with zest vitality and actual actual health so the journey led me first to the mind body connection and then I became really more interested in the deeper part of the mind because like of things I've different witnessed in patients, miracles, people getting better and literally miracles are happening around me at certain times, what I've seen, but you know, at certain times. And so then I studied the subconscious mind and I became a clinical hypnotherapist and, and I took clients through therapy under hypnosis. So I was also a hypnoanalyst and I thought, my God, this is really powerful. We can reprogram our minds. Mm. and we can really reprogram our minds if we know how and so then you can actually unlearn the conditioning and programming that you've been you've been put through in your life from society media the family you know teachers like telling you who you are and so like children can take on board this identity that you know is a conglomerate of everything that they've been exposed to in their experience of life and they think this is who they really are so they become identified with what other people say about them. And in that process, they can actually forget who they really are. And so they look may look for control on the outside, whereas in reality, the locus of control is always on the inside. The real control that we have in our lives actually happens from inside out instead of the world happening to us from outside in. So sometimes it seems that everything is happening to us and it can seem very overwhelming. Even in times like now, it seems like a lot of stuff is happening to us. But we're actually going through a process and I will get to answer your question. We're actually going through a process and we've gone through many processes in life that actually help us to evolve and grow. And what may seem like a problem is actually not necessarily a problem we will always get challenges in life. And this is what they told us in India as well. We will, you know, you will get challenges in life, but they don't have to be a problem. So like, if you see something as a problem, then that's your belief. Your, your belief that it is actually a problem can block you from moving forward in your life. But if you, you know, if you also see something as a challenge, it's an opportunity to grow. And it's something that you can actually move past in time if you're if you know what tools to use and how you can actually get past it but knowing and believing beforehand that you can actually get through this challenge is really powerful because the end is in sight already so it gives you hope and what the world really needs now is hope and so in in all of these learnings that i've been doing about the mind body connection the mind. Then I just, then I moved down here. <laughs> I moved down here then because it's only twenty inches away from the brain, 
And like I, I started going to so many seminars. I started going to so many seminars and meeting these scientists. In the last 10 years, I've been meeting a lot of scientists and hearing them, you know, literally from their mouth, the horse's mouth. Wow. This it's like our potential in reality is now being proven by science. It is so amazing. It's not mainstream yet. But like I've heard it from these people, biophysicists, quantum physicists, brain surgeons, brain scientists, geologists, and they all know each other. And Dr. Bruce Lipton is another one who I heard from. He's, you know, the epigenetics. Mm. Our genetics can actually be affected in real time by our environment. But the heart, I, I started learning from them also, and Dr. Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden, I saw him live quite a few times. And I, I had actually written about heart math in 2012. I hadn't done any of their courses then. And so I wrote about heart math in 2012 and the power of the heart. I was just starting really to learn the in-depths of how powerful our hearts really are. So as a medical professional, you know, I was taught when I was a student nurse that the heart is a pump. It's got four chambers. It's got four little rooms in it two top rooms and two bottom rooms. And the left ventricle of the heart is the strongest part of the muscle. It pumps the blood around the body. But like since then, I have learned that the heart is not just a pump. I mean, it, it, has, it emits a magnetic field 5,000 times stronger than the brain. And like I learned from these scientists also that you can actually create a connection biologically between your heart and your brain and like when I first went to India, I heard something really extraordinary from the guides there. They just said in eloquent English, they said, you know, these processes you're going through will actually create a neurobiological shift in your brain. And so I was like, wow, how do they know this? Like, it's amazing even to hear this from these people. So they know they're aware of the, the effects of the processes that they do and all the processes and they weren't like just meditations they were actually powerful processes that we went through in India and a beautiful beautiful white temple like a white palace it was just surreal and it was all done through the heart it was all done through the heart I, like I went to India after I, spoke, I wrote about heart matter I just became so interested in following my intuition my intuition became stronger so I, I, I first really became interested in studying the heart more in 2012 when I was actually writing my book. And my book is called Unleash Your Authentic Self. And I, I believe I wrote this book for the times that we're living in now. And actually, I designed the front cover of the book and the colors I used. I just realized the other day where I, where, I just realized where I got the colors from. You will not believe this. I would not believe this. This is so many coincidences happening right now in my life. And I'm actually getting so many answers to questions because I'm always the seeker. And that's what took me to India six times as well. Wow, six times. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so the, the book, going back to the book cover, I designed it with the colors, the violet color, golden color, and white. And it, now I know where I got those colors from because. Recently, I was asked to describe a scene that, uh, you know, to connect with my future self. So it was in a process with another course that I'm doing right now. I'm always learning. And in this 
process, it was like a meditation that we were doing for this course. Um, I, I remember actually paragliding through the sky, which is something I did in 2006. Paragliding for the first time, I took a leap of faith, jumped off a mountain, <laughs> tandem wow. paragliding while I was on a skiing trip. And we ended up so high in the air. And when I looked down, it was just something that you would not believe. I was trying to take a picture of it, but I, my camera was strapped in the harness and I couldn't take a picture. But what I saw was the sun setting over the Alps. We were flying over the Alps. Okay. It was surreal to be there. It was like weightless. I was in the moment. It's like I didn't have a body. I didn't feel my weight. It's like I was flying. I was. I knew I was 100% safe. So I, I was not reckless jumping off this mountain. I just felt it was a special moment and a, no turning back. So it was like leaving my past life behind and really jumping into this self-discovery, jumping into discovering who I really am. And, you know, it just felt right in the moment. And I didn't question it because it felt so right. There was no doubt. There was no doubt. So when something feels right in life, it comes from here. It doesn't necessarily come from up here because they've actually the heart research has shown this kicks in first. The feeling you get from your heart actually kicks in before it registers in your brain. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. And yeah. so we've also discovered, like they've discovered that the heart has its own neurons, which are like brain cells. And that they've actually, in when I was in London at the conference, they showed us the picture of the heart's own neurons. There's 40,000 cells in the, brain, in the heart. And it's called, you know, the heart brain. And it, the heart has its own memory and it can learn, which is absolutely fascinating. And there's also new research out to show that the heart is a gland and it produces uh, as much oxytocin, which is the love hormone, the bonding hormone, as the brain. So I was trying not to say too much. So the, they'll edit all that out. But yeah, I so didn't know. Yeah, the, the heart was a gland. That, that's yes, to me. it is. So the image that I saw flying over the Alps was absolutely the most beautiful, obviously imprinted on my brain. It's the most beautiful side I've ever seen. I was in such awe, such awe. And like uh, on your road to discovery and on your uh, evolution path, you will get these moments of awe, A-W-E, awe. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm sure you've had some. And they're called, Maslow called them peak experiences, P-E-A-K. He called them peak experiences. Okay. And it's like something that has an impact on you in a subconscious way. And it's like he had the pyramid of self-actualization. So we are all self-actualizing on this journey to self-realization. We're actualizing who we really are as our authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And now everything is in my life is starting to, the jigsaw is starting to come together more. So when you start asking questions and trusting that you'll get the answer, you can ask the question to the universe or to whoever, and then let it go. And I've always found, I've, I've always got the answer in about three days. Really interesting, really interesting. It's absolutely fascinating. So recently I asked a question and I said, okay, I just, you know, it's like being playful. I asked a question. I said, okay, if this is the case, I'm going to see three butterflies in the next week, three brown butterflies, three monarch butterflies. And I saw them. Uh, then I actually started seeing more, more of these butterflies. It was really, and I don't see any since. I just saw them in that, those 10 days after I said it. So I started seeing loads of butterflies. It was really interesting. 
yeah. that was so I got my answer that way. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, over the mountains, sorry, over the Alps, I saw this sun setting in a beautiful valley. There was a valley of mountains, and this, the golden light was streaming along the valley, and each mountain had a violet color on top. It was just surreal. Wow. Absolutely. Every mountain is with violet color, beautiful violet color on top. And I was looking down on it, and it was like, oh, my God. Wow. So beautiful. And when I landed and felt my body once more, I absolutely felt ecstatic. Yeah. So then I used to paraglide for the next two years around Europe with my friend, Tandem. Wow. Absolutely amazing. And one day we started doing things that became so normal. There was no fear then because it became normal. The comfort zone expanded out and out and out and out. There was no limits. And since then I've discovered there are no limits in life. The only limits we have are the ones we set for ourselves. We are not limited beings. At all, at all. We were taught to be limited in certain ways. We are limitless beings, limitless beings, because our potential, there's no, there's no destination. There's no full stop to what we can become in this world. And once you believe that, then, you know, it just starts happening. So that was a powerful experience. And so I'm, I'm like from seeing patients at the end of their lives and some having lived happy lives, some not. It just made me want to embrace life more from what I've witnessed. And then I was a midwife also for nine years, so in three different countries. Really, a midwife. That, so that yeah. you're at both sides of the of the lifespan. There. Yeah, I've looked after a lot of dying patients, and the most important thing to me with them was for peace, calm, and trust. So they that they trusted us that we would take care of all of their needs. And, you know, we created a peaceful environment for them. And in every case, I mean, it was phenomenal. Some of them knew they were going to die the next day and they were actually fine the day before. They knew. But we always took that serious because sometimes they would actually get better by some strange force. They would get better. They could sit up and talk 24 hours before. They would improve, like, in the 24 hours before they would pass away for some strange reason. We don't know why, but that was very common. Very common. Yeah. And it gave them a chance to say goodbye to their families or whoever, or to talk about stuff that was on their mind. And the next day they knew they were going to die. Mm-hmm. So I would spend time with them, put them at ease and build rapport with them. And they really, really trusted us. They really did. And they felt safe. The most important thing was for them to feel safe so they could actually go in peace. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, you, you have so much knowledge and so much life experience to to talk about the like the the interconnectedness of life and experiences and how all of that is put into our beingness you know from childhood all the way up through the the dying process and so i can see why you why heart math was like right up your alley, you know, and thing that I like about it is not only the science behind the spirituality of what the ancient texts have always taught, heart math is kind of proving the science behind it. And so it's just so fascinating to me of, of what they're learning and they're finding out and they're sharing and what you were saying about how we are able to 
create the life that we want and the the world that we want. And that's that's pretty much what this podcast is all about, you know, is really creating a society that we want to create, you know, that we want to experience. And one of the things that brought me to you was the World Meditation Day that's coming up in March 7th, right, of 2021. And could you talk about that, of what, what that is and what the process is and it just how long it's been, you know, and I know you've, you've kind of linked HeartMath to the organization that's doing the, the World Meditation Day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, please talk about that. Okay. Also, what brought me on this journey, I just say that was, I was very ill in the past. Mm-hmm. And whether it was previous traumas from other lifetimes or pre- traumas from childhood, who knows? But I was definitely very sick 20 years ago. And for two years, the doctors did not know what was wrong with me. I was really ill. I was getting temperatures and everything. And I so I had to seek as well to find out. But this drove me to find out, study who I really am and why this happened to me. And I wasn't necessarily angry. I was just curious. Mm. And so I was under many different specialists for years and years and years. And they knew something was wrong with blood tests and everything and but didn't know how to help me. So when I started going to India in, from 2014, my first time in India, I'll just make it brief, was in 2008 in the mountains, in the Himalayas. I was put, you know, challenging myself. So it's like I set these challenges for myself mm. to experience life anyway, no matter, in spite of what was happening to me. I, I just went for it anyway. And so in 2014, I went to this special place. At the time, it was called Oneness University. And from then, I started really getting better. I'm actually perfectly healthy now. I have full vitality. I've totally recovered. Beautiful. Whereas otherwise, I know I, if I hadn't done, you know, gone through these different processes and I've been helped in letting go of layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of programming and conditioning that was holding me back. I mean, it's, 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 it's an, a lifelong process it never stops evolution never stops it's it constantly expands and it constantly gets better and it constantly opens up your world to you so I went this place to this place it was originally called oneness university there's a story behind it I won't go into the big long story but that was a phenomenal experience absolutely the first time I went in 2014 so I've been to this place five times in total and the people who were teaching at the time they're like guides they have guides as well on the faculty. It has transitioned itself. In itself, it has evolved over the years. So it's a bit different now. But I, I saw the way they were doing it first, and now I've seen the way they're doing it now. It's different, and it's all made sense the way it's all happened. So now at the moment, Preeta G and Krishna G are organizing these events, and it's now called ACAM, E-K-A-M. And ACAM means we are one. We are one. So if you wanted to look up the website, it's acam.org, O-R-G, you know, www.acam.org. Mm-hmm. And so they offer courses worldwide. There's a lot of famous people who have been there, but ordinary people go as well. Before the lockdown, hundreds of people used to travel from China all over the world to India every month. 
Wow. And the courses wow. are really powerful. So you can pick and choose. Some of the courses are free. Two years ago was the last time I was there. I went to the ACAM Enlightenment Festival. And it was actually a free course. All, they, all you had to pay for was your accommodation and food. And it was really, really powerful. It was the first time I had an out-of-body experience. And I'm not joking. It was in real time. And I never even knew that could be possible. I've heard of it, but I actually experienced it. Wow. And when wow. people started sharing with their microphones in the temple, there was a thousand people there. They actually started telling the same story. They had the same experience. It's like there's, we're not just physical beings, right? Mm-hmm. We're ener- there's energy in us. There's a force in us. We're connected to the universe. And the universe is also connected to us. Everything We're connected to other people, whether we know it or not. We're absolutely connected. There's no empty space in this world. There's no empty space inside your body. We're all made of the same stuff. That's why, you know, people need to hear this. This has actually been proven by science. And uh, as a scientist at the moment, actually, he's, he, has a, he has worked out the equation for the unified field. He's proven it to be the case. Wow. He's the Egyptian physicist. I don't know if you know his name. Um, no. I can't think of right now, but he's well known. He's actually well known. And he's proven the unified field theory. And so he knows like heart math as well. So India is did a world peace meditation last year and 10 million people actually were online on the same at the same time. I don't know if they expected so many people. There was TV stations broadcasting it in India and around the world. And so te- they found out later on 10 million people. It was a really powerful event. Wow. So, and I, I would highly recommend it. So this time they're expecting at least 10 million people. So it's one hour on the 7th of March which is actually the birthday of his father, Bhagavan. Bhagavan was the first teacher in Wallace University, which is now Akam. And so he's a, they're all higher conscious beings. And so I, I can say this because I've been through the processes and I've had the experiences in my own body that go beyond logic. If you can feel electricity in your hands, I mean, they know we have electricity in our hands, but I actually felt it in my hands during some of the processes. And my perception of life has changed as well. Like over time, that happens in the evolution. You're just more is possible. More becomes possible. And actually your connection to other people grows as well. It's like you are one with every, you know, with these people. You feel what they're feeling without knowing why you actually feel what another person's feeling. And they could be anywhere. They don't have to be in the same room. They could even be on the same Zoom. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you you feel like, oh my God, this person is just sitting near me and you feel what they're feeling. It just is beyond logic, but it's definitely a knowing. And so anyway, this is called World Oneness Day because this is all about, you know, oneness. And this is the first ever of its kind ever known because this is, this is it's not just a peace day. It's not just a meditation. It's actually the first time ever that 10 million people will be giving Diksha, Diksha, D-E-E-K-S-H-A, Diksha. And so on the 13th of February, Whoever participates in this is called a, you know, a oneness meditator. Anybody, anybody who shows up for that hour on the 7th of March, which is 0430 hours PST time. And it's 0730 hours, sorry, EST time. And it's 1230 GMT time. That's on the 7th of March. So on the 13th of March, it's actually the same times. And it's on, it's going to be broadcasted from YouTube on the channel called PK Consciousness. 
That's one word. PK consciousness. And so if you're there at that time, maybe 10 minutes before, just to you know, be ready for the live start, it will be very, very powerful. So, I mean, he's inviting, this is an opportunity for you to have a deeper experience if you want. If you want a deeper experience and to have more impact in the world, he's actually expecting, Krishnaji is actually expecting 10 to 50 million people participating this time. Imagine that mm. at the same time. So when we are connected with the same intention, when we are connected with the same intention at the same time, oh my God, just watch and wait and see the wonderful miracles that are going to happen in the world, right? Because the world needs us. The world needs us right now. It's crying. It's been crying for help for quite some time. And so, you know, it's calling us to stand up and be, be our true selves, to be true to ourselves and to follow our hearts and to step up and to protect her because we're connected to Mother Earth. We need Mother Earth to survive. But Mother Earth can continue without us. It doesn't necessarily need humanity. <laughs> you know, we're going through hard, tough times at the moment. Everybody's going through their challenges. But, you know, we knowing that we're all connected, we're not isolated. We're not separate. So this is moving from the concept of separateness and division to one of unity consciousness, because that is the reality. We are connected in consciousness. We are always connected energetically. There's so many hubs now forming around the planet where people are genuinely connecting as family. They're not blood relatives but they feel like family. And I'm actually connecting with some of these hubs. And it's like, oh my God, these people are closer to me than my family. You know, maybe, possibly closer as a sister. This is happening because in reality, we are a global family. And we're remembering once more that we need each other, no matter who it is. We need each other. Every single person on this planet is important. And every single person has a role to play right now but there's no judgment, no judgment, and there's no blame, no judgment. And, you know, heart math helps us to be in a neutral state. Anyway, I'll, I'll try and keep it brief. On the 13th of February, Krishnaji is inviting everybody who wants to be initiated as a Diksha giver. Diksha means blessing. It's a oneness blessing. So he's inviting. He will initiate you. You will have a profound experience on the 13th of February as a being initiated as a Diksha giver. And so, you know, you can give Diksha like this. He will show you, though. He will show you. He will explain very eloquently in plain English the whole process. And he will explain it very beautifully as well. And it, it will most likely change your whole life, without a doubt. Mm. Change your life for the better. It will change your life in every single way. It will open up your life. And it will bring miracles forward as well. This is the age of miracles. No joking. The age of miracles. This has been prophesied for thousands of years. We're living in these turbulent times right now. The Buddhist monks knew about the monks in Tibet knew about it, definitely as well. And it's been prophesied. So, but we can get through it. We can get through it together. We're not divided. We're not separate. We're not isolated. It might appear like we are, but we can connect. We're connecting right now, me and you. We're connecting probably closer than, say, you know, if I met you on the street and said hello. You know, people connect really quickly in, in hubs like this, in, in situations like this, especially in times like this. It actually brings us all together, which is really interesting, isn't it? So many people are connecting now, definitely. 
So on the 13th of February, Krishnaji is going to show you how, if you want to be a Diksha giver. Otherwise, you can go on the 7th of March and just attend for the hour. But like, we're going to do a 21-day process that will make the 7th of March even more powerful. It will, it will help you let go of stuff as well. So it's a gift. It's actually a gift he's offering. And so he will explain the 21-day process. It's like it's called a sadhana. It's not something you have to do, but it's, it will, you will definitely get you know, benefit from doing it. It will you know, change your life, like I said. And so it's a sadhana, S-A-D-H-A-N-A, -A, which is, means practice. And it would make the 7th of March even more powerful for everybody involved and for the whole world, because nothing is separate. Hmm. So heart math is going to be measuring this scientifically. And I know in the past, when I wrote about it in 2012, the interesting thing is that I wrote about how heart math can measure the effects of human consciousness rising. In 2012, I wrote about that. And now it's actually happening. My other connection in India. Because the vision of HeartMath is to raise human, humanity's consciousness. And the other interesting thing is ACAM, ACAM's vision is to raise humanity's consciousness. So they have a common vision. This is a time where we're aligning with people who have a common vision. And we're co-creating the world we want to live in with a common vision. How powerful is that? Mm. So imagine if 10 to 50 million people turn up on the 13th of February and the 13th, you know, up on on the 7th of March, this is just going, it has to have some impact on the world. Definitely, definitely. And so it's really exciting. I can sense your excitement rising now because this is real and it's been proven by science. So Dr. Roger Nelson has worked with HeartMath in the past. He's based at Princeton University. He has random number generator machines dotted around the globe, right? When the random number generator machines generate numbers, if the numbers generated are beyond chance, they want to know why that happened. And that first started happening. That first happened in, that they discovered this first happened. They, these machines around the world generated numbers beyond chance around September the 11th, when Lady Diana died. So it really caught their attention on September the 11th. These random number generators started generating numbers beyond probability. Beyond probability. Yes, so, I saw that somewhere. Yeah, so that's Dr. Roger Nelson. So he's involved in this. Krishna G told us actually that they're going to use the random number generators for this event. And so he also told us that they're going to use magnetometers. I don't know if you've heard of them. HeartMath uses magnetometers, which is a machine that can be placed three feet away from your body and measure the magnetic field of your heart. And there's no wires attached to you. So it can measure the magnetic field of your heart three feet away from you. So that means we all have this field of magnetism around us. And like, who's to say it just reaches three feet? It could reach for miles, which I believe it does. Because remember in physics, there's no empty space. There's not necessarily any destination point either because we're all connected. So when you focus on a person for their healing, I prayed for a patient at work who was literally bleeding. I don't want to sound too, she was literally bleeding to death. And today I met her and she's on the road to recovery. She's actually, they're talking about her going home and she looks like a new woman. And I told her today that I prayed for her. And then I went back to her and I said, you know what? The prayer worked. <laughs> the prayer worked. I don't know, something, that was a miracle. For me, 
seeing her today and seeing what she was like the last day I saw her, miracle, miracle, miracle. She's going home. We sent a few patients home today. We sent a few, and the families are so grateful. I mean, these people were, you know, were this virus this time. I'm not, I'm not going to instill fear. It's not about fear, but it's definitely different. So the best thing you can do, just talking about this virus as well. I mean, we're all here to help, and Krishnaji wants to help the world so much. And Preetiji and his parents, his parents are Bhagavan and Amma. They're called, they're called Amma Bhagavan as one. Amma means mother, and Bhagavan means father. So their name is Amma Bhagavan. So they will also be giving a blessing. So this is really very special opportunity. There, four of them are high conscious beings, and they, they really, their passion is to help humanity. And they're such pure hearts, and we all do in reality. We all have such pure hearts. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. no, there's no bad people. It's just behavior. It's, it's a learning that people have, have learned to survive. They feel they have to do certain things to actually make it true. A struggle or whatever but in reality it doesn't have to be like that things are going to change really quickly as in how we take care of each other how things happen in the world because now we realize there's something going on <laughs> there's something going on okay but it's time for us to step up and take responsibility each one of us yeah. each one yeah. of us you know it's not going to somebody's not going to necessarily come along and hand you what you need we're all in this together so each one of us has a role to play in any way at all we have a role to play, even if it's, you know, looking within and coming to peace within ourselves. So that's why HeartMath is great. It helps you come to a state of neutrality. And then it also helps you move into a deeper state of love, compassion, appreciation that you can actually radiate out into the world. So it's actually coming from inside your heart to the world. And it's it's a real thing because people can feel it. Mm. Yeah. And I, I know it's helped a lot of my patients even just praying and, and then just letting it go and praying, you know, from a pure heart, praying from a pure intention and trusting and having faith, mm. not say, okay, I've said the prayer, now I'm going to doubt the prayer, but mm. trusting and having real faith. And when I say faith, faith with a capital F. So this is the sign. When, my, when I see my patients losing hope, I, I do this. <laughs> you know, they, I just do this. I don't need to say too much. I said, you're stronger than this virus. You know, this virus is not going to, you are stronger. You're, as a, I say it in this kind of voice, as a human, you're stronger than this virus. And they laugh at me because they know, then they start believing me because I'm not letting go until they believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start believing it and they start getting better. And then they have their dinner. Yeah. And that's <laughs> beautiful. Their dinner and they get out of bed. This happened to a lady. I mean, I'm trying to keep this lady on this side of life at the moment because, and she's actually bouncing back when I was like this with her this morning. She did get out of bed and she had her dinner then. And now they're talking about her going home. She's had such a tough time, mm -hmm. but she was on the verge again of giving up. And that can make a difference between life and death. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, helping somebody have the will to live, you know, promising that, you know, you'll be in your own bed at home in the next few days. And their eyes lit up when I said that to them, you know. Just a little thing. You'll be in your own bed at home. Creating that end result, that end evidence inside that they can visualize. And yeah. the feeling, using their senses, the feeling of comfort in their own home. And your daughter only lives across the road. She'll be over to you. And you have great company. And that kind of perks them up. So it's yeah. having hope is so important. And the world needs that as well. 
the world needs hope because we do really have hope. And I feel that this is actually accelerating our own evolution. This is how nature helps us, right? In reality, it's accelerating our own evolution and our DNA is activating even more. I, I, I firmly believe that. And, and you're speaking at such a high level, you know, of like just hearing you talk, I'm like, yes, 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 yeah. I mean, this is how they used to teach us in India. They would tell us one thing after another, and they said, "Don't worry, don't worry about all of this. It, it'll go in, it'll go in." It, yeah. But it, it may seem overwhelming, but it's actually, it'll work away for hours afterwards. It could be a process in itself. Mm-hmm. It might seem overwhelming, but it's all good. Yeah. Because this is how you can reprogram your mind. Also, you're just getting the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm. I'm not doing it consciously, but you're being filled with the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being filled up with the good stuff. Why not? Uh huh. Absolutely. And yeah. and my when I was in seminary for peace building, I the head of the seminary, his name is James Twyman, and one day he'll be on this podcast. But yes, James. Yeah. So he would go around and do different concerts, you know, peace building or peace concerts. He was a musician, yeah. and he would do, they would do studies afterwards about the level of violence in that city and how it would drop. And so this is not a new thing. And it's just, it's building up on so many different things. And it just, I'm so excited about March 7th and to see what heart math, what the, what the science comes. Oh, Oh, I'm so excited as well, because I know it will definitely bring about a huge shift Mm-hmm. A huge shift, a dimensional shift. And Lynn McTaggart has done the same stuff as well. She's done oh, these yeah. studies. And actually, James Twyman, I know he did one of those studies in Syria. Mm-hmm. He did one in Syria. And it did have a massive effect on, there was less gunfire. Everything went really peaceful when yeah. they did their ceremony. And they were just near the border of Syria. Because I remember watching it, like, yeah. watching it um, on YouTube or whatever he had it broadcasted on. So I've heard about his, and Lynn McTaggart has done many of these studies. But this is probably the biggest one ever known to happen with yeah. 10 to 50 million people. Okay. And it's actually not a meditation event. It's a Diksha giving event. Okay. So we'll be giving it to each other and the planet. And it will definitely, impact. I'm sure, impact your life, everybody's life. Great. For the better. Yeah, and I just wanted to add one thing. Every morning at 8 a.m., Eastern time here at where I'm at, which is about 45 minutes south of uh, Princeton, just so you know. If you ever want to come over and we can go to Princeton and, and uh, go to Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like right down the street practically. But I do a morning meditation every Monday through Saturday. Um, and it's pretty much this kind of thing where you go inward, you, you know, you receive blessing, you know, from the cellular level all the way, you know, mental body, emotional body, spiritual body, and out into the world and just kind of radiating that love, that divine connection through you and out. So it's, it's, uh, if you want to do something on a regular basis, you can do that and, yeah, and I do That's have really some, interesting. Yeah, I and it it started um you know at the beginning of the when everybody got furloughed here it, it was March 12th that I got laid off from work and 
I was like really saddened because I'm like, how can I help? You know, on this, my massage, my uh, hospice massage practice was my way of service. And I was like, I need to, I need to do something, especially now. And I got up or I had um, gone to bed that it was a Friday night. Uh, I'd gone to bed and with that on my heart. And I woke up the next morning with do a Facebook live meditation. And I was like, I don't do meditations and I don't, I've never done a Facebook live. So why, why am I doing this? But it was like, okay, there's my answer. So I got up and I did it and I've been doing it ever since. It was supposed to be like a two week thing or, you know, four week thing. And then it kind of just took on a life of its own. And I just, I haven't found a way to stop it, which I don't know if I wanted to stop because I, I need it every day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if anybody wants to do this kind of work on a daily basis. Yes. My own life has gone through transition at the moment. There's really my amazing thing happened during the week, even where I'm actually going to be made a member of a board for my city in one of the companies, like just through synchronicity, things are happening much easier. This is what you'll find. Things Mm. will happen just like that. You have this thought. And then I had this thought last week about somebody who I, who was a childhood friend. You will not believe this. A few days ago, I was thinking about this childhood friend of mine and he contacted me two days ago. Wow. Yeah. I've been noticing things like that happening too. Yeah. (laughs) And so last week also, I've been contacted by a company director who is very interested in me helping out in my local community. They're going to set up two big, huge community centers for when the lockdown stops. And so setting up different services. So this is perfect for me right now. I want to get involved. I want to get involved and help people on that level. And who knows like where it will lead in seven years' time. Mm. So for this course that I'm doing, for it's called like Future Leadership for sustainability in the world, you know, so I'm being connected as well to learning as well all the time from these global leaders who are very, have a huge positive impact on the world. So I love connecting with these kind of people, including yourself. Yes, Elaine, this was, this has been an amazing, an amazing talk. And I'm sure I'll be listening to this, this episode many times. Cause I'm like, wait, what did she say? Yeah. And so this, the world oneness day will be March 7th. Yes. And the episode will be, it should be like the end of February when this comes out. So people have a a week to kind of get together and and get ready for it. And then we'll see what happens. So so they won't hear about the 13th of February then, unfortunately. But that's okay. But that's okay. Yeah. 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 You might be able to see the recording. Yeah. On YouTube. Okay. They can look up the 13th of February and... Do the practice from the time that they hear it from from your podcast being aired. They can still yeah. do the practice. Okay. And that will still make it powerful. Yeah. But yeah. like we're going to do the 21-day practice. We're going to do the whole 21 days. Why not? Yeah. You know, whoever wants to do it. I think I'm going I think I'm going to do it too. So I'll uh I have it on my calendar to be there on the 13th. So oh my God. I just feel actually there's so much hope. This is the time. It's happening right now. And we are are alive on this earth to witness this. We're here in this special time. Maybe we came here and got ready our whole lives for these times that we're living in right now. That's what I feel. There's no coincidences. We've been getting ready our whole life. 
can I tell you something that I haven't really told a lot of people, but now I'm putting it out on the podcast, but I don't even know how long ago it was. It had to be when I was in my late thirties. So it was years ago, I was giving a massage to a woman who was dying and she was asleep and she was very, very relaxed looking. And when I was finished, she opened her, her eyes and she says, you're on your path, but you won't realize it you're, until you're close to your 50th birthday. My 50th birthday will be in June. So wow. <laughs> I was like, I always thought about her whenever I'm like, am I doing this? Am I on my path? As I'm getting closer to my 50th birthday, I'm like, okay, maybe this is what she was talking about. It's like when I first connected with you, I actually felt your energy. And I, I mean connecting by getting to know about you before meeting you. I felt your energy. So I, you didn't need, I knew. I feel that too. I oh. feel, okay, you're the real deal. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. All about authenticity. And I want to be as, as authentic and vulnerable as possible. So, ah, oh, Elaine, well, this won't be the first, this won't be the last, I should say. <laughs> this is the first, not the last. <laughs> Really and, the yeah. yeah, yeah, I did too. And we'll have to come back maybe at the end of, or, you know, towards the end of March and when the results come out. Wow. Yeah, that would be fun. All right. She'll be seeing them. Yeah. Experiencing them ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll talk about it. All right. Hey, you peace and love amplifier. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at peaceandloveamplifiers.com. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening. And remember to ask yourself, what am I feeding the field? Until next time.